Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. If you feel like your life is stuck in a rut, this is the show for you. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry, and in just a moment, Brandon and I are going to have a conversation with motivational speaker, Cody Burns. Now, the irony of Cody's name is that he himself is a victim of massive burns on his body when he was hit from behind in a car accident and suffered major third-degree burns all over his body. Through lots of surgery and a long time in recovery, he was back on his feet, but he required a lot of surgery to do a procedure known as scar release. And going through that, he was able to gain mobility and build his life over again. Today, he serves the world as a motivational speaker. He is juggling again, and he shares his story to inspire others to heal from their wounds, to heal from their traumas, and release the scars that are holding them back. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving to work. In that case, we need you to stay safe and get to where you're going safely. Or if you're driving home, do the same thing because your family wants to see you. Now, here we go with our conversation with Cody Burns. All right, Brandon, welcome back to your own show. How have you been? I'm sorry, I'm a little busy right now. I'm playing solitaire. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got to put your phone away during these things. You know that? <laughs> oh, yeah. I tried. I keep forgetting about and, that. And I'm not there to slap the phone out of your hand. So you just got to <laughs> slap your own hand and, and get the, the phone out of there. Yeah, I'm trying to learn Candy Crush. <laughs> you can't figure out Candy Crush. <laughs> uh, but anyway. So uh, how's and, it going? How, how are you doing today? People say I don't ask you that, and I should. You don't, you selfish little. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I'm doing well. I am recording here from Dallas in my new apartment and uh, getting in the swing of things here. Um, but yeah, overall, getting used to it, starting to feel like home here. And, uh, but cool. not getting too comfortable, I guess, because I still got to go home, home. There you go. Real yeah, home. Real home. <laughs> uh, so we didn't get on the on the call here and uh, on this episode, just to chit chat with the two of us. Uh, we actually have a special guest calling in from Tampa, Florida, Cody Burns. Uh, he's the author that we talked about in the introduction, uh, new podcaster. Uh, the book is called scar release and he's got a great story to tell Cody. How are you doing? Doing great. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. I, I just this moment, I felt like a real radio show host. So I, I'm getting ready to pat myself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> You sound great, man. I, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> I just deepened my voice. I was like, thank you. <laughs> and there and it goes. Welcome oh. to Radiotopia. <laughs> All my street cred out the window right there. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, um, Cody, what really drew us to your story, well, is your story. Uh, you were young. You were uh, building up this career as a comedian, I believe. And just one day you're in your car and you get rear-ended by a box truck. Not something you did on your own. Uh, you weren't being careless. You were just doing your thing the right way. And somebody else's accident actually um, you know, pinned you in your car. Uh, the first responders believed that you were dead until they saw your hand move. And they realized, oh, no, he's not dead. We got to get him out of there. And all this while the car is caught on fire, you're getting caught on fire. And... Um, you know, just your story of recovery, the scars that you had to bear, the 
the inter- interventions that you had to go through medically to be able to have the movement that you have. And I remember reading this story of you and looking at your photo and thinking, there's no way this guy had third degree burns all over his body, you know, 40% of his body. Um, this is amazing. And uh, so when Brandon asked me, what do I think? I was like, well, we got to have you on the show. So <laughs> thank you for being on our show. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, thank you for having me. It's, it's an honor and a privilege. And Brandon, that was just proof that I did read the book. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. I, I love that concept of, you know, he took a look at you and thought, yeah, he should be on the show. <laughs> he looks I actually read the book. I did yeah. my homework. <laughs> no, we're, we're very judgmental. We only want good looking people on the show. And, uh, you know, we try you. to keep the uh, ones that are not quite as glamorous, <laughs> I guess, you know. Which kind of explains why Rob Lowe has blocked me because I just said he wasn't that cute. So he can't be on the show. I don't, so I don't that's know. what you said to him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, if Cody doesn't know this, our audience knows because they've heard this before, but um, Brandon's claim to fame is that on Twitter, he has been blocked by Rob Lowe. And to this day, years later, Rob won't release the block. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> It's, oh it's a gosh. personal vendetta against me, I think. I'm taking it personally now at this point. So someday we will meet and he'll say, oh, nice to meet you. And I'll be like, no, you know me. Don't act like you don't. <laughs> my, my question is, is what did you do to have him block you? <laughs> that, that's been my question all along. I, oh, so you don't know. <laughs> I have no earthly idea. We're not, we're not personal friends. And as far as I know, he doesn't have anything against me, but... I, I'm assuming one of the lackeys that kind of run his account or social media or something just kind of blocked me for either grins or just luck or whatever. I don't know. Wow. I just discovered it by accident because uh, he had said something and I did a search for him on Twitter and found him. And then it's when I landed on it, it says you've been blocked. And I was like, well, that's rude. But yeah. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> He lost another fan. There you I'm go. Telling <laughs> I don't know because Brandon still tries to follow him. So um, yeah, I can still follow him with the Beyond the Rut Twitter. So you know, Shh, now Rob's going to close me out completely. <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> so Cody, you've lived a really extraordinary life, and I know it doesn't center that much around uh, Rob Lowe and and people he blocks on Twitter. But uh, I think the recovery from what you went through has been extraordinary, but what you're using that for is, is even more extraordinary. Talk a little bit about what made you think, you know, I'm going to take this essentially a tragedy and I'm going to turn it into something good. Yeah. Well, um, as you'd mentioned, you know, I, I was very active as a young man and, and not just as a comedian, but I, you know, I lived a, my, all my life, I've I've grew up in ministry, doing stuff in in, in whether it be kids' church or other churches. Um, I am also a, a professional juggler, and so that's always been one of those things where I would go to churches, I would do my comedy juggling show, and obviously present the message. And that's you know even as a little boy, I, mean, I started doing that stuff when I was six years old. Uh, and so as years went on, that be, you know continued. I grew in my talents, and then after high school. I went to a program, a ministry program in Rockford, Illinois. And after that, I did more schooling, got my pastoral credentials, and then became a children's pastor. And along with being a children's pastor, traveling evangelist, doing all these things around the country, speaking at kids' camps, doing all this stuff. And so that's always been a big part of who I am. So like you said, 
stopped at a red light. My life drastically changed. Here I am now, severely burned. I've got all these injuries out of nowhere. Unexpected tragedy hits. And obviously in those moments, your faith is tested and you just wonder why, you know, why did this happen to me? How did I end up here trying to do everything right? And, you know, I wake up in a hospital bed three weeks out of a coma and it it was, it was very traumatizing. And so I will say that my family, the community, everybody praying for me, encouraging me made a, uh, a big part of, or helped me a lot in my recovery However, it was still just a matter of me making that decision to not allow this to limit me from what I can see happen tomorrow. And and so a lot of what I talk about in my speeches with scar release is, you know, a scar in itself does not have to be a bad thing. A scar does become a bad thing when it limits your mobility and keeps you from moving in life. And and so a lot of my recovery, uh, I had to really refocus and find out what is most important. And, you know, I always had a vision to help people, always wanted to bring hope to people and, you know, obviously present the gospel, show them the love of God. And I had to see this tragedy as a whole nother way really to do just that. I would have to think initially your, your first reaction is like you said, why, but then some anger, because you had plans and like you said, you'd tried to do the things that uh, you felt like God was calling you to do. And then now everything's stopped and everything's kind of put on either on hold or maybe even moving backwards as far as progress goes. But how did you work through that initial uh, kind of anger of, you know, why is this happening to me in order to get to the place where you wanted to really use it for something? Yeah, well, and I, I did. I, I certainly had moments of, of anger and frustration, uh, not necessarily at God, but just at the situation. But I, with, with, with God, though, I would say, I, number one, I was thankful that I survived. Right. However, I did have those wonders. I'm like, I didn't see this coming. This was not what <laughs> I envisioned for my life. You know, I always knew that God was calling me into ministry, and I always knew it was going to be a worldwide ministry. I knew that it was going to come about some way, somehow, and whether it be doing children's ministry or what, you know, whatever you have it. Uh, but yeah, and, and and so I had a pastor in Illinois. He connected me to a evangelist and uh, his, his name, he's been around for years and you may be familiar with him. His name is Dave Reaver and he served in Vietnam. He is also a burn survivor and he connected me with him and he began to share with me his story and I'd already kind of seen where this was going to turn into a testimony. And because I'd seen people praying and I'd seen all these children that I had the opportunity to minister to uh, before the accident. And, you know, they're all watching my response, you know. Right. And, and so it's like it's one of those things that pressure is on because you can talk something so long. But then when reality hits, you really you've got to start practicing what you preach. And I had to think to myself, what kind of example do I want to set to these children, to the the leaders at our church? And uh, but I had spoken with Dave Reaver, and he shared with me his story, and he shared something that somebody told told him. And he he says this: uh, God did not do this to me, but He allowed it to happen because He could trust me with the scars. And that statement changed his entire life. And since then he's been able to impact millions of people all around the world. And I have also kind of just, he said that he's like, Cody, he said, you could use that. You know, that's, 
that's something that you can hold on to as well. And so I really believe that in my own life. And, and so that's really helped motivate me all the more because I, I look at life as a, uh, it's really a school, it's a training ground. We go through our highs, our lows, our lessons, what is there to be learned? But ultimately I want to leave a good legacy. And I know that my ultimate calling and purpose in life, it's not about me. It's about the one who is in me and I give all credit and glory to God. And so I, I, uh, am mission and heavenly focused. If, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes total sense. I love that concept of, uh, you know, God trusted you with those straw, those scars, as opposed to, you know, God caused this or your actions caused this, or, you know, you're being punished for whatever reason. And I know everybody kind of goes through these different emotions and stuff. I, I certainly have too, but to take it as God's trusted you with something, what are you going to do with it? Especially in your life, having this ministry ahead, uh, prior to that, it's like, you know, God can heal all things and God can, uh, do all of this stuff. But then when you, you actually have to use it in practice on a daily basis in a big way, people are watching. Are you going to get discouraged and give up your faith and say, well, you know, God gave up on me. So I gave up on God. And and instead of looking at it as, wow, he trusted me with something huge that I can use in a more powerful way that maybe I couldn't have before. And uh, I'm, I'm in total agreement with you. God does that all the time. And uh, unfortunately for us, sometimes we look at it. I don't want this ministry. And, and I, and I've got, had a few in my life that I didn't really want, but because they happened, I, I tried to use them for something good. So that's what I loved about your story is you didn't just sit down and say, well, bad things happened to me. So now what do I do? And, uh, you really took that and ran with it. So whenever you came up with the book concept, what was, what was your hope there? What, what did you hope to get out of that maybe personally and you know, from a public standpoint. Yeah. I mean, the book was very therapeutic in writing. It's my very first book. And it's, it's, it's one of those things I, everybody kept saying, Cody, you really need to write one. And I wanted to get my story out there in print. And I had a lot I still have a lot of mentors that continue to guide me and direct me daily. And it really took a team of people encouraging me. And then I, I wrote out my stuff and uh, I wanted to write it in such a way where it's not just about, I mean, me sharing a story, which it is a big part of what that is. However, I'm pulling things that are relatable to many human beings in today's world. And so I, as you go through difficulties, your eyes is opened uh, to a whole nother realm. And, you know, I deal with uh, physical scars, 40% of my body severely burned, third and fourth degree burns, never knew there was a fourth degree burn. Uh, what that is, is it burns through all your fat cells down to bone and muscle. And in some cases it requires amputation. Right. And so uh, I have my scars for the most part are hidden. Uh, I have them on my arms, my hands. I have some in my lower back, uh, but, but most of them are on my uh, legs. My left leg is uh, completely burned and scarred. And then my right foot. And I had some uh, third degree on my upper right thigh. And so they're kind of spread out, but they're hidden. Uh, but I've seen that as an opportunity because I think everybody has hidden scars, not so much physical, but the emotional, because there are the two types of scars. And the emotional scars, if I'm quite honest, those are the most difficult to overcome when going through any tragedy. And, and so I, I wanted to see this as an opportunity to really shed light on some of the emotional scars people encounter. 
Uh, everybody encounters the difficulties in their life, some from expected tragedy. Uh, some of those are from in their childhood experiences that uh, shouldn't have happened, but they happened. And some of these uh, incidents have life altering effects on individuals, and it will often uh, prevent them from being all that God has called them to be or walking in their purpose. And so actually the book Scar Release is titled after a surgical procedure that they did on me in the burn unit. Uh, for instance, my hand uh, was, you know, severely burned. So I have, as a burn survivor, you deal with contracture scars. And when a contracture scar occurs over the top of a joint, it can limit the mobility of that joint. And so a scar release is when they go in and they cut the scar at the root and they allow you to be mobile again. Um, but I always tell people that a scar release does not remove the appearance of a scar. Right. It allows the mobility to move with the scar. And so I always encourage people that, yes, scars are there. They are permanent. But it's just a matter of not allowing that scar to limit you in your life. In fact, you can use it to enhance the calling that God has on your life or wherever you're wanting to go in life. I was going to say the uh, the body's purpose of having a scar in the first place is to reinforce an area that was wounded. Um, you know, it comes with a cost though that it does contract and restrict movement. So then, when you have this scar, this thing that's hurt you, and the body has responded by adding more to it, and then with just a little bit of help, you're able to release the the constrictions, the the restrictions, and now you've got strength and mobility. And I love that you take this medical concept, this medical process and procedure and equate it to life and spiritual healing and spiritual purpose and having mobility and strength from a traumatic event. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I see that it is, it, it is something that I think is, is relatable to so many people. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use cap show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. I was going to say, what's been some of the feedback you've gotten from the book as far as the difference between emotional and physical scars? Because you speak in public, you you are highly visible so you can hide some of your scars but and all of us do hide our scars in some way or another but the emotional ones are the ones that uh, you know it's not healthy to hide those necessarily but just share a little bit of the feedback you've gotten from uh, from the book and and people's impact that they felt from it yeah absolutely yeah they um I, i've had a, a lot of great imp, uh, re- you know feedback from the book and, you know, it was it was quite nerve wracking because it's obviously it's one of those things that okay, my first book, um, a lot of people were or have, or have been following my story and ministry or my speaking career. 
And so it was one of those things that made me nervous, but at the same time, um, I had to just take a step of faith and release it. Everybody has, uh, I, I've, I've gotten great reports on how they love that it's, they love that it's not a really big book. It's not intimidating. Yeah. Uh, it's also very conversational and they love the fact that I'm also addressing my faith struggles in that there's two chapters that are kind of just specifically addressed to, um, what from a biblical standpoint, why I believe God not didn't do this to me. Um, but he allowed it to happen in understanding that, you know, God isn't out to harm people. People think, you know, he's just got a big hammer and he's wanting to punish everybody. That's not the case. <laughs> and so I kind of broke that down. And obviously there's so many things you can dive into, but I kept it brief. I kept it simple. And I'm obviously not pushing my face, my faith on people. Um, I have, you know, I speak in schools, I speak in corporate environments. So I'm not always speaking about you know, my faith. However, that's a big part of my life. So I wanted to write it where it's not me just pushing this. Um, but I do present it out there. I'm open with it. And then I start diving into the emotional scars. And I think a lot of people have, you know, found that they can relate to it in many cases. Um, I've gotten to speak at young adult uh, burn conferences with other burn survivors. Not only can they relate to it from the physical, but the emotional. Um, but there's other individuals that have suffered loss of a loved one. There's uh, individuals that have encountered uh, rape or being molested at a young age. Some of the scars that they've encountered through those events, this book has been able to encourage them. Um, and it's really, uh, it, it's it's one of those things. It's It starts really getting into motivational, inspirational at the end. And I've had a lot of great feedback from it. Right. I, I love that, that type concept. It, it, it is an easy read, a conversational read, but it, it's deep enough that you get to see some of the things that you struggled with and, and that you pushed through. And, and it wasn't alone. You, you had a lot of help. You had a lot of people around you and, and having your faith strong going into it is such a great story because it's hard to imagine somebody going through that and coming out with the strong faith that they didn't go into it with a, a pretty good faith, at least a good foundational faith. And, and that's why I encourage people all the time. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, you uh, clearly had plans later that day, the next day, probably the next week that were all completely thrown out the window, but you prepared for it by putting some things in place prior to so you'd be able to deal with those kind of things. Talk a little bit about how you share that part of the story with people is what they need to do now in order to prepare for that unexpected rut they may have to get out of at some point. Yeah, I think preparation, it's important that we are feeding ourselves good uh, content, good materials. You know, there, there, there obviously may be many Christians hearing this or people that are believers. However, if they're not always encourage individuals to find good podcasts, just like this one, um, good books. I think it's important that you feed yourself good things that are going to uplift you and encourage you. Uh, I believe that it's important that you find a good environment, a good support system. You know, I was, I am and was very blessed uh, to be in a good family. Uh, my mom, dad, my brothers, and they were with me all the way through this experience. And that meant a lot to me. And as well as the pastors and leaders and my friends that I had established beforehand, they were with me. And so uh, one of the things that I always encourage people, because some people may not have a good support system. They may not come from a family that is very 
tight knit such as mine. Um, I, I tell them that, you know, you are in charge of your life and who you put into your life. And maybe you don't have a family or people that will support you in such a way, but there are individuals out there. If you just search and get connected, uh, there's people that do care and people that will help you. And you really want to make sure you find those individuals and cherish those friendships because they will go such a long way. So good content, good relationships. Uh, I think that foundation will serve you for the better and, and finding individuals that truly love you for you. Uh, you know, they're, they're not just in it for something they can get, but they really care about you as an individual and you know, they, they want to see you succeed in life. Right. I could not agree with you more. You, you have to put in some work too. I know I've, I've run into people. It's like, yeah, I can't find anybody that really will help me. It's like, well, who are you helping? You know, and spending those, those years pouring into other people is how you build those relationships and, and help balance that out. Sometimes we think, well, everybody should just show up for me. It's like, well, you got to show up for other people too. And, and you did a lot of that leading up to it, just pouring into other people and supporting people. So when it came time for you to need help, you, you had that system in place already. And, and I'm sure you probably realized you had some people that really cared about you and helped you that you didn't even really know ahead of time they, they cared that much. Oh, I did. And, and that's, that's what's amazing. And my family is still amazed by that. You know, sometimes you will find those individuals that you would never expect to be there. They're there. And uh, we had one family in particular that I'm thinking of. And I never, uh, <laughs> never in a million years would have thought they would have uh, reached out in such a way that they did. I mean, they were with me and my family, you know, my entire time in the burn unit. And even when I went on to in-state rehab and, uh, it, it is, it's amazing. The people that come out. That's really cool. And just to kind of recap a little bit for people, I don't want people to think, well, you know, you were in this wreck, you went to rehab and then boom, you're out speaking and everything's going great and writing a book. Talk a little bit about from the moment it happened to maybe the moment you felt like there was a, a chance you're going to fully recover, maybe physically, mentally, you, you started to really see that hope because I don't want people to get the impression this was an overnight thing or a quick thing. It was, it was a very slow process, I'm sure. Oh yes. And, and that, um, well, okay. So I, when the, when the wreck happened, it happened on May 31st, 2013. Um, I did not wake up, uh, out of a coma off life support until June 19th. And, and so really that's where I started beginning to understand, oh my gosh, this is my new reality. And I, it's still slowly didn't dawn on me and, uh, to the extent of what really happened until maybe if a couple of weeks later, even because I was so highly medicated. Uh, but I was in a burn unit for a total of two and a half months and I had many surgeries. I think I had close to eight or nine surgeries whenever I was in the unit during that time. Uh, then I was taken by ambulance over to a, uh, in stay rehab where I was constantly monitored by nurses and doctors and I had physical therapist and occupational therapist during that time. I was there for six weeks. I had to relearn to walk, uh, which was quite uh, devastating for me as a young man. It's something as simple as walking. I could no longer do. So I had to relearn that. I had to relearn to use my hands, uh, my scars, my surgery, skin grafts, everything was, it took a long time to heal. 
So I had so many dressing changes and bandages to change on the daily. Nurses, I know whenever I was in the unit, uh, they would come in two times a day and change my bandages and bathe me. Um, and it took them, I know it was probably well over an hour or better uh, each time just to do that. And, and so after, even in in-state rehab, I went through all that relearning to walk and so forth. I was in a neck and back brace because I also had broken vertebrae. So I had that on for six months. Um, and then I had many, many other surgeries after that. Uh, more surgeries on my uh, legs, my hands, and so forth. And so it, it, took, it took me a good three years to get to the point where I can kind of be somewhat independent again. Uh, however, you know, a burn injury is, is one of those lasting injuries. And so it's like I have to constantly still to this day monitor my scars. If there is a scar that is uh, tightening up in such a way that's, that's uh, hindering me, I'll have to go in and have a scar release or a procedure that, you know, that help me, you know, loosen things up and so I can function. Um, so, but other than that, it, yes, it did take a very long time for me to get to where I am today. I always like to kind of jump into that part of it because I know sometimes we, we hear stories and we think, well, he just went from nothing to something. And it's like that overnight success is a, is a fantasy across the board, but most people don't see the, the work that goes into it, just the, the mental uh, capacity you need in order to feel like you're going to eventually be able to drive yourself to the store, you know, or go for a walk around the block without everybody worrying about you and asking about you and, and that kind of thing. And sometimes that can be a challenge in of, of itself of just getting people to stop asking, you know, and I know everybody means well, but I, I had a heart bypass last year and I was kind of like, and, and this will sound rude, but I know you probably understand what I mean is after a while, you're like, please stop asking if I'm okay. I'm okay, but you kind of make me feel like I'm never going to be okay because you keep asking that. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. I could totally relate. And uh, I, I, I'll say this on that. You know, I, I now live in Tampa, Florida, uh, but I'm originally from southern Indiana, and I come from a small community. And obviously, uh, being kids pastor, I was uh, an entertainer, juggler. Everybody, you know, knew me. We was always doing outreach events, doing things in the community. And so this, when this tragedy happened, I mean, it made news. It was really a big ordeal papers. And, uh, it, it got to the, it gotten to that point to where every time you go to Walmart or the grocery store, or you're just out and about everybody. And like you said, they mean well. And, but at the same time, you're just like, I would just like to go into the grocery store and not have to explain my injury, you know, for the 10th, 20th time today. <laughs> and so it's, uh, you know, that was one of the reasons why we, as a, as a family decided to make such a move. Um, however, I still go back there and we still communicate on Facebook and everything. I, I, I love those individuals, but, uh, I, I totally relate with you on that. Right. And it's funny because just the little things here, you need me to carry that for you. It's like, no, I, I can carry it. I promise. I'm not, I'm not trying to carry cards or anything. I'm just carrying groceries. We're good. And, you know, don't treat me too much with kid gloves because then the whole male ego thing starts to kind of kick in and you're like, I can do some stuff, but also understanding you're not supposed to push it too hard in the very beginning because you have to get stronger and that kind of thing. So, uh, I, I'm glad we kind of covered that part because I know there's somebody listening that's like maybe maybe they're the day after the wreck or they're three or four months into this and 
and they don't see that there is hope on the other side of them leaving the burn unit or job or whatever it is they're doing right now that they kind of feel trapped and and unable to do what they want to do, I would highly recommend this uh, book because the scars you have are different from you know the scars Cody has or, or really anybody else has. Every scar is an individual and unique thing. But finding out how you can push past that and and use that for good and just release that scar. So uh, I, I would highly encourage you get this book. Go find out uh, what God has in store for you and and see how you can use that for some good. So Cody, what's next for you? What is what is your next step moving forward? What do you hope to accomplish maybe in twenty twenty? Yeah, uh, well, I continuing to uh, grow in the speaking uh, industry, and that's something that has you know I, before the the wreck, I was speaking to children, and I got to do some adults and teenage you know for teenagers and stuff. Uh, but since all this, it's really expanded the the audience and the age group, and so I speak now for a lot of adult groups. Um, I've even in my story is uh, making an impact in, in the corporate arena as well. I. I, I take uh, my story, but I'm also making it applicable uh, to so many individuals and making it relevant to them. And uh, and so I'm speaking a lot now in corporate groups for corporate events, and I'm going to uh, be doing starting next year, um, introducing into the college market, which is going to be pretty exciting. Um, speaking in universities, hopefully all across the country, uh, speaking in schools, and as well as doing Christian events. And so along with that, you know, I have my podcast that we are continuing to interview guests that have amazing stories and how they've overcome uh, tragedies in their their life, scarring events. And uh, that's continuing to grow and take off. And yeah, just continue to make an impact. There's, I also have a burn foundation and I'm in the process now of communicating with a university, Indiana University. They are actually building a burn unit in Kenya. And uh, my hope is, is that my burn foundation can start sponsoring burn patients over in that country. And I'm looking forward to seeing how that transition goes. That's great. And so when people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to find you? And uh, definitely once they've listened to every episode of Beyond the Rut, how do they start listening to your podcast? Yeah, the the, the podcast is available, uh, Scar Release. Uh, it's it's on iTunes and Spotify, and then we're also on YouTube. If people want to watch it, they can. Um, but my website, CodyBurns.com, that is C-O-D-Y-B-Y-R-N-S.com. And then specifically for this podcast, they have CodyBurns.com slash Beyond the Rut. Uh, my media team has hooked that up to where it is in connection with you guys. Uh, but my, my website will direct you to all my social media links, and so forth. So if they just want to come by and see you, what's your home address that maybe they can <laughs> pop in the general public? Um, well, that I, uh, I, you know, no one's ever given us that. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Send an email. I'd like to get to know you a little bit. <laughs> there you go. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Cody, and just sharing your story. And of course we'll put all of that in the show notes. So you'll be able to find Cody and, and connect with him. And especially if you would like for him to come speak at your group or, uh, maybe just expound a little bit on the uh, concepts that he has in the book and, and he can help in any way. 
by all means, reach out and get in touch with him and get him in so he can help people just release their own scars. Because like you said, a lot of them were hidden on him physically, but all of us have hidden scars that we've hidden in some way, maybe just on the inside of our, our skin. But releasing those scars is so vital for you to be able to get really beyond that rut and accomplish all the things that God wants you to do. So thanks a lot, Cody, for sharing that with us. And uh, we really appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. If you like everything you heard in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 205. There you'll find links to Cody Burns' book, as well as his website, in case you want to book him for a speaking engagement for your organization. We're so glad you joined us this week, and we look forward to joining you again next week as we share another great interview on Beyond the Rut. Until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.